0: The world's my oyster. Because, uh, like many great podcasters before me, you give it up, and then your wife says, you gotta start up the show again, I don't want to hear this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, uh, kick off the Patreon, I thought that it would, it'd, it'd be a good idea to, to you know, completely break from form. Because, like, I've, I've had it with horror movies. But, you know, it's... I I, I thought that it'd be cool to come back for October and we do like all these horror movies and I see how the show feels going back through all this stuff. And, you know, life's going to be all great. And, uh, oh man, it's going to be five episodes? Damn, five episodes is kind of crazy. And then I do a double header on one episode and then I'm just like, damn, six movies in a month? I've never done that before. So, So I've had it. I'm done with horror movies for a bit. We aren't doing it anymore. Everything's going to move on like it normally was. We're going to go back into art films. We're going to go back into the classics. We're going to go back into 80s schlock. You know, but anything but horror movies. Ah, sick. Cronenberg. I would like to scan all of you in this room one at a time. I must remind you that the uh, scanning experience is usually a painful one. Sometimes resulting in nosebleeds, earaches, stomach cramps, nausea. Sometimes other symptoms of a similar nature. At this point, I'd like to call for volunteers. Yeah, I, I watch Scanners. It's about time that I watch Scanners. Cronenberg um, is somebody that I've had a deep amount of respect for ever since I discovered who he was. But I've always had a really, really big blind spot, if that makes sense. You know, like, the more you read about Cronenberg, the more that you find out that he was just like a gross guy who really liked practical effects, and he's just kind of a disgusting freak. And that's a good thing, because Hollywood needs disgusting freaks who make nasty things with millions of dollars. So, I mean, if, if, if that's your bag, Cronenberg's your guy. The first movie I ever did that uh, Cronenberg made was The Fly, which I had a ton of fun with. Um, it's also super fun pitching that movie to your friends, because you can pitch it as Jeff Goldblum gradually gets harder to look at, but then that was kind of it. So I talked to my friends about Cronenberg, and you know, like I ended up watching Possessor, which I think that was his son. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's almost midnight, but I ended up, um, you know, kind of exploring more and more the interviews that Cronenberg had done. And every single time that I looked up anything Cronenberg-related, it was always people saying, "I'm an apologist for Scanners." And this specific movie that apparently is, like, frowned upon by large swaths of people uh, is one that I genuinely enjoyed a ton. Um, To me, you know, obviously, like, The Fly is going to be the pinnacle of Cronenberg's work to me. I know that Existence is supposed to be up there, but I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to speak any authority to it. But The Fly, to me, is just such a high point of cinema that I didn't know if there was anything that Cronenberg would ever make that was more of his mentality distilled. And then I watched Scanners. And I'd actually argue this is probably the quintessential Cronenberg movie. So uh, being that I don't do plot summary stuff anymore, I do think that it's important to um, just kind of give a very, very quick plot summary of this movie. It's super simple. Uh, This is a society with a whole bunch of normal people and a small group of, I guess you could argue, elite super soldiers, some of which don't know that they're super soldiers, that have the ability called scanning, which uh, varies in power. Uh, Some scanning is, you know, lightly reading the thoughts of people's minds, and others is literally making their heads explode. And that's functionally the... uh, description that we get throughout the entire movie of what a scanner is which I think is so much more fun than outlining strict rules for like the scanner verse because like all throughout the movie you see like this wide array of uh, like scanners that are what, like some of them are like tortured by their power uh, one of the, like like specifically our protagonist um, one of the ways that he's tortured is they bring in a group of, like, 60 people who are just, you know, silently walking in. And I guess that the person who brought them in that was testing him is telling them to, like, you know, think a whole bunch of thoughts. So he's just, like, strapped to a bed, and it's pure agony and torture. And then there's um, other scanners where it's like, damn, that pregnant lady, her belly was talking to me, and I didn't like it. Like, like Cronenberg uh, very much falls into that almost cosmic horror realm of... Um, directing and storytelling style where you have a guy and it's typically a really normal guy and if it's not a really normal guy it's a normal guy who has a talent. But like very much their like wants and needs are super super human. And they find themselves in a position where something that almost seems to break the laws of reality happens to them and it tortures them from that point on and you can draw the comparisons to Lovecraft where there's like almost like an old ancient dead god style of torture happening to somebody you know just the type of stuff that you'd rip straight out of the bible from like the book of Job where it's just like some guy and his life just keeps getting worse and worse the more that he knows and the more that he learns the more driven to madness he is but in Scanner's Uh, This kind of like burden of responsibility of knowing his power and then harnessing it doesn't make him go more insane like you typically would see, you know, in uh, all of Lovecraft's work, but focusing more on Cronenberg like it did in The Fly, where you see a man become less human in a very, very literal sense. In this movie, you see somebody kind of realize that he is a standout. He literally is superhuman. And his abilities uh, separate him from the general public around him, and then the temptations of power start to surround him. And throughout the movie, he's completely pitched as this like super noble, almost like a like a caricature of like a white knight. He's gonna be the guy who stops, Re-buck. who Re-buck. is like the big baddie who's able to make people's heads explode. And at the end of the movie, the great showdown—it's odd because this movie follows a lot of the traditions of your typical monster in the house horror movie where there's a confined area and you're being hunted and you know you're being hunted and the only way that you can beat this monster is by fighting them because there's no more running at a certain point eventually you will get tired and they catch up to you and throughout this fight you like you witness this fight go from being like a battle of brawn even though it's all mental um to being almost like a recognition of each other's talents and then there's a melding that happens so like the big payoff in the movie is these two guys who hate each other and basically want each other dead the whole movie you find out they're related and then the ultimate payoff is that they become one there's a whole generation of scanner soldiers just a few months away from being born we'll find them train them to be like us not like Obers and their band of cripples bring the world of normals to their knees. Rule an empire is so brilliant, so glorious, we began to develop.